welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Just coming in hot, it's eh? tasty water. Oh, <laughs> I'm pushing the button. Uh, I am joined by three members of my firefighter family. We have Scott. Hey. We have Todd. Hello. And we got Rob. Hi there. And what's your name? Uh, I'm Ash. <laughs> yeah. So, do we have anything for news? I guess we didn't really chat about that. Uh, Is there anything happening? There's a I'm lot sure of there's stuff happening in the world, but... Nothing that uh, jumped out of us tonight. Yeah. But we do have some fun stuff that was happening down in your neck of the woods, Todd. So what have you guys got up to this weekend? Uh, so this weekend we actually had um, some auto X training. So it was great. We had uh, a company called Dynamic Rescue. They came in and um, they're hosting one of our um, uh, auto X sessions. So we had uh, 11 of us in this time. So it's a bit of a smaller group. Um, but it was a really good group because we had a, a good handful of guys who are fairly new to the department and uh, only a very tiny bit of in-house auto training that we've done uh, and just basic basics. So uh, they had a ton of opportunity to learn a little bit of everything mm. uh, straight from your, your basic kind of primary uh, scene assessment stuff to your primary cribbing, secondary cribbing, um, into building all sorts of different uh, box cribbings, um, vehicle simulation using uh, V-struts. Uh, rescue 42s, um, slinging some vehicles, um, making some um, cradles, uh, airbags, different lifting techniques, tons tons of little stuff. Uh, lots of hands-on tools. So we did two full 10-hour days of, of hands-on tools. So lots wow. and lots of work. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was great. So we basically, as like any course, you start out with a very short little kind of meet and greet and some PowerPoint basics and some um, math on just kind of uh, capacities for lifting devices and and what curving will hold with your forces applied and whatnot. Uh, and then Which we just forget in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we jumped out into it and just got hands on. Cut up a pile of cars. Then we started doing some scenarios on Sunday here. Um, it, was, it was a really well done event. Um, yeah, we basically some of the some of the fun stuff we did is a lot of good refreshers for kind of our senior group. Um, but also we each took definitely, I, I know for myself, I took a lot of uh, new little tips and tricks away as well. Things you kind of, you, some, you may have totally forgotten about, uh, some events that we're doing. It's like, oh, I kind of remember doing something like this a long mm-hmm. time ago with like a, an under ride situation with the vehicle. Um, and then we talked a lot about kind of how to best lift things safely. So capturing that suspension, that keeping that suspension, um, compressed, yeah. um, so one of the events we did was we had a car underride a back of a pickup. So that means underride. So let's say a car stoved in the rear end of a truck and the truck is now sitting up onto the dash, and the A post and the roof of the car. So generally that kind of impact, the scenario was that we were, um, had all those forces and that dash was pushed down onto the lower extremities of the victim of the driver in the, in the car under the truck. So, we had to come in first, you know, your usual primary um, assessment as you're coming up, uh, like we call it a windshield survey. So our basic things we're looking for are for our simple hazards, right? Um, power lines down, obvious fluids, uh, any obvious ejected patients, um, parking, how many cars are involved, uh, traffic control, like, you know, where we're going to stage the, the trucks, creating our safe operating zones, things like that. And then uh, just good little tips on uh, tool placements, pulling out the appropriate tools that you're going to need, uh, calling for more resources if you're going to need it. Maybe that's going to be more even just something simple as more curbing, which we can mm-hmm. talk about yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and then the basics, right? So the first step is after our kind of outer and inner circle. So you're going to start your outer circle. 
Um, it's nice if you have the manpower to kind of do it with two people uh, and then split, walk opposite ways. As your outer circles, you're looking for any um, hazards above and below the vehicle. Looking inside the vehicle, is the vehicle running? Uh, how many patients? You're going to be making patient contact. Generally, you want to approach from kind of their field of vision mm -hmm. and just voice prompts, right? Hey, sir, look at me. You know, hey, can you hear me? We're going to come to you. I want you to stay nice and still where you are. Don't move your head or neck uh, and wait for a response. So these ones, the scenario was the patients were unresponsive. Um, as we continue around, you're looking for any fire hazards. Um, you might be peeking for where you want to put some uh, some stabilization, maybe things like that. Start building your incident action plan. Um, once you do that, come back and meet together. Talk about any hazards that we, hazards that we saw, so we're all on the same page. Um, and then we start tasking our um, primary um, stabilization crew. So pick team leader for our, uh, stabilization. So they first come in, wheel chocks, right? We want to capture that vehicle mm -hmm. so it's not rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, and then basic uh, stabilization under the first car, so under that the car that's the underride, and then secondary stabilization is into our, our strut systems, right? So for that scenario, we wanted to use our Rescue 42s um, because we're actually going to be doing a lift on this truck because we need to now lift the weight of that that truck off of that car, so we can do a dash lift or a dash roll to free that patient who has his lower extremities trapped. <clears throat> Uh, so what we did was we took our 42s, um, of course, like anything, you have plan A, plan B, plan C, etc. Um, plan A, for me, when I did first my walk around, well, I wanted to place our 42s, our struts, um, in front of the A post or A pillar of the car. So that's got to go up to a frame point, uh, ideally, uh, in that truck. But then as we're going to be lifting that truck, now we have to snug up that strut system mm -hmm. so it holds in place. So that became a challenge because the tires were on. So I said, hey, well, perfect. I'm going to, we're going to get a tool out, uh, impact gun, rip those wheels off. But then I noticed looking a little bit closer that it was still actually resting on the tires. So right. we're you guys have an impact gun? What's that? You guys have an impact gun? Well, we borrowed one. Oh. <laughs> I will be well, sourcing. We're going to have one on Monday. <laughs> I, will be, I will be sourcing that well, out I mean, with that. Uh, yeah, well, because I was thinking we have that. Um... We have the air pack system with our, um, um, what's it called? Um, the air gun, the, um, air chisel. Chisel, yeah. Right. That could be an air, that could be an impact gun, right? Yeah, you can do it. We're, they we're make gonna... super nice ones to match right. our battery tools. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to be sourcing out, actually, Legends as well. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're going to be sourcing out another, um, Sawzall. Mm. Uh, from you again, mm -hmm. um, and then we're, we're, we're adding an impact onto that as well. Just mm -hmm. because nice. of the batteries, everything pairs with where we our Absolutely. direction is with the, that better operated equipment right. that we want. Mm -hmm. Better operated, that's great. Yeah, and we've mm -hmm. we've drilled with that in the past on other um, practices and uh, AutoX events mm -hmm. where you know we're able to uh, rip a door off super fast. Um, yep. or, or a hood if you, you ex can expose it rather than cutting, you know, so pros and cons, depending on what you have. If you've got a sawzall, yep. sawzalls are so wicked, they just yeah. quick work on it, yeah. But sometimes you may not need it right away. If you've got that, mm -hmm. you can you can rip those out really fast with an impact. Mm -hmm. So that was my plan A. Plan B, it wasn't going to work because the tires still, still had some of that load on the hood of the car. So then we needed to um, place our strut system uh, higher up. So then in order to do that, we needed to make a cradle. So with a chain, um, and the trick, of course, is having those those 42s that strut system 
uh, away and in front of the A-post of that car because we're going to have to be taking that door off so we can access that bottom of the A-pillar mm-hmm. so we can do our relief cuts and do a lift. Were, were you, uh, you you had said at one point you were just going to pull the car out? Yes. So, but would, um, that go over your, would, that, would that have went over your strapping for your... Where we played, so when yeah, so when you're tensioning your 42, so we did a, a, a um, we, we slung our chain um, under the frame of the truck, to the top of our 42s to the uh, attachments, and then you have to ratchet strap your base together. So mm-hmm. nice, in, so they're in line. Yeah, so where was your ratchet? I guess the question is, where's your ratchet strap on the base ones? Was that in front of the t- prior tires? So this scenario, we had to place it behind the drive tire of the car. Right. So. If we were able to lift and pull that car out, that could have compromised that. For sure. Yeah. Um, we were looking to see if we could get it elsewhere, but it was the engine block and the frame, everything was piled down yeah. onto it. Um, we could have placed the 42s maybe a little bit more forward, but you don't want to get too far to the center of gravity, right? We want yeah. it toward the tail end right. of that truck, Absolutely. right, for yeah. strength. So, yeah, so, so on that tow truck issue, so what we were we were discussing, you know, a lot of times, ideal world, if you can capture that that vehicle that is above and lift it, and then if you can safely just hook up your winch or whatever mm-hmm. and drag the car out, perfect. Now you got a super clean, safe platform and to start working on that scenario, car. Like you made two incidents now. Yeah, so very, yeah. very good, but a few problems with that one, with this mm-hmm. scenario. So uh, once we made, we made our, put our chain through the rails, tensioned it up, so now it was secure. That truck was secure. So the next step is, well, thinking ahead, we're going to need to lift. And then when we lift, we want as much space off of that car so we can start doing our dash rest. So then we need to capture the suspension. So capturing that load of suspension. So we took some webbing um, through each uh, drive wheel of the truck, threw our come along up top, snugged it up so that um, suspension is now totally tensioned into that truck. So as we lift the truck, it comes up all as one. Uh, so built a box crib under one of the frame rails in front of the car, right under the truck, put our airbag system in, the, or our lift bag system into, um, on top of that box rib. Then we also needed to capture the suspension in the car, because as we lift, well then that car is going to lift, right? Mm-hmm. So, we, because we want to m- maximize that space between the car hood and that truck, that's yeah. what we want to do. So we mm-hmm. did the same thing, ratchet straps across the hood, tethered that uh, suspension, captured it in the car as well, so everything stayed snug and tight as we lifted. Once we got our airbags in place, um, so we had our other, other cribbing crew. So we had a cribbing um, a team lead, and then I had an extrication team lead as well. So I was, I was IC for that. Um, so we kind of tasked, tasked these guys off. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask yeah. you a question. With the capturing the suspension and doing your dashboard that you're talking about on that vehicle, doing the relief cuts don't... That helps to take any stress off of when doing the dash roll of compromising the the suspension or anything like that. Does it affect? I guess it does. It yeah. Does it affect that capturing at all? No. So essentially, um, all it's doing is keeping that space between the hood and the truck. Above so the those relief cuts will provide um, do from the dash, dash roll pushing down on the struts. Yeah. So. With um, but so we capture the suspension of the car yeah. underneath, so that's all sucked together, right? And then we capture the suspension of the truck, that's all sucked together, right? yeah. So then once we put that box cribbing and our lifting bags, we're able to do our lift. Uh, then of course, you know, lift an inch, curve an inch. So as we're lifting, we're tightening the ratchet in our 42, so our strut system, right. to keep capturing that load. 
And then to get to what you're saying is um, when we come in for our relief cuts, mm -hmm. uh, that's not going to affect any because that whole A pillar to A post um, and uh, your kind of fender panel, it's all tied together. So all we're doing, we're just pull, pulling that spring assembly mm -hmm. tight into the fender well. And then, so the relief cut that they asked you to make, are they making that in the A post or are they making, well, you're obviously making a cut down low to lift. Are you making a secondary relief like in the, like on the fender, in the fender anywhere? So this one, what we're doing, cause we, we, we needed to do a, a lift. Yeah. If we were to roll, we'd be pushing that all kind of forward into that crumpled zone yeah. area and that could compromise. So you're doing a dash lift, not a dash We're roll. doing a dash okay. lift in oh, this one. Okay. Um, so then that would compromise towards the cribbing, towards the truck. So we just want to do a lift. And as we know, when we're lifting something off of somebody, you know, you may not need to go a large amount. Just a few inches yeah, might yeah. be enough to uh, free that impingement and pull that victim out. Okay. No, sorry, in my mind, I was thinking a dash roll, but yeah, you did say dash Yeah, roll. so then for our lift, once we, so then we, of course, once it was stabilized, we had our inside rescuer go in. We did our usual, our glass management, things like that. And our your inside rescuer goes in, and their job is to communicate to the patient, patient um, look for how bad that lower entrapment might be, uh, communicate that out, and then also we're sending them in with a little hand tool so they can start kind of peeling and peaking before we start cutting, right? right. So start, start stripping some of that uh, plastic away and liner away, making sure there's no airbags, uh, no modules, um, uh, pressure uh, cylinders if it's a retention of systems, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Um, so, of course, this was an older car, so there wasn't any, but we still go through the motions. Um, and then that inside rescuer, same thing, is making the vehicle safe. He's applying uh, the parking brake, uh, shutting the ignition off, um, right. you know, we, if there's any sort of charging devices plugged into your cigarette lighters and things like that, USB ports, we want to actually unplug those. Um, and this was new. I learned this was the reason why we're unplugging that is because even once you, um, make the, the vehicle fire safe, so you take that negative, um, battery terminal off your 12 volt system, it has been shown that you can actually back feed mm -hmm. some of that power from a battery pack or a cell phone into the system. Mm -hmm. So they said, that's why they're unplugging them. That was new to me. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, through work, figured that out. Um, we we offer actually a little plug-in. So if you're getting work done on your car, if you're doing work and you have to remove the battery, you can just plug something into your 12 volt outlet, and that'll keep everything charged. Um, it's not obviously enough to start a vehicle, but it's you can't jump in a enough. car with a cell phone. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do with a cell phone, but uh, yeah, it does have enough power that you can keep a lot of the system alive. Yeah, like um, your clock and all that. Kind exactly. Of stuff. You have to reset your radio. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so coming off of a cell phone, probably not enough to really cause any damage. However, if it was like a battery pack or whatever that you are charging, um, yeah, there's there is uh, potential there. So yeah. mm -hmm. I wanted to blow an airbag or something like mm -hmm. that. Or Blood's been a fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's enough of a charge. And I, I didn't know that. So that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah, so then once we, the inside rescuer kind of does his job, and then we, he tells us, yeah, it's clear to be cutting. Um, so we did our glass management. We got the patient covered, lots of communication. Uh, you can do your usual, your safety is kind of double checking your cribbing. Um, then we pop that door, take that driver door off so we can access that whole A pillar and A post right down, right down to the rocker. Um, then we're coming in nice and low. We're doing a nice big cut um, right through that uh, A-pillar into the firewall so we can tear through the firewall afterwards. Uh, and then we're doing a relief cut. We're cutting a chunk out of the A-post by the windshield. Um, and then uh, if you need be, you can still do another cut um, in front or sorry behind that strut assembly as well. Yeah. 
um, and then bring our spreaders in, start lifting, and then have another person there for some back cribbing. So as we lift, they're ready to back crib if something slips and comes out. Question, what are their thoughts on uh, windshields? Are they cutting them out or are they leaving them in? Depends on, so again, this always goes back to what we, we talked a lot about this is that patient's condition is going to dictate our response, right? Yeah. So for that scenario, we didn't need to cut the windshield out. We yeah. didn't need to do a whole line across. We just needed to cut that chunk out of the A post right. up high so it has mm-hmm. enough height. So as we lift, it kind of. Remember back straight. in the day, it was always, yeah, the windshield's going to come out, windshield's always going to come out. Mm-hmm. We were, and nowadays, from that other course, we, well, we didn't take it, but a bunch of our guys yeah. took it. But we mm-hmm. kind of hung around and watched them. Yep. Um, they were huge on leaving the windshield in because it yep. offers a whole lot of stability mm-hmm. to the vehicle. Even and, broken. Yeah, even yep. broken. He says even broken, uh, having that still tied, because um, even once it shatters, it's still yeah. one unit because it's all, mm-hmm. you know, so. Which is great because the windshield saw, like, so much glass. Such in there, a pain in the ass. It's terrible for the patient. I like that we don't have to cut that stupid windshield out. If all you have to do is just make that one cut. Yeah. That's minimizing getting the, those yeah. fines. And, and, and use it as folded. It's almost and like a hinge. It becomes put, like a hinge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. we have to put respiratory protection on for yeah. ourselves, respiratory protection for the patient, mm-hmm. the inside yeah. rescuers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of actual yeah. stuff. Yeah, I like the fact yeah, you're adding a lot to it. Yeah, and that comes into the fact, too, like when we start doing, um, say you're doing a forward flap, mm-hmm. right? You know, you don't, we all back, yeah, like you're saying, we used to so cut, cut, the windshield. cut that windshield and but then now, flap. But now the flaps becomes a hinge. You don't have to, exactly. That's your hinge point. Or even if you're doing a roof removal, like, you could cut, and generally that is going to, you're going to pull that out of that um, rubber seal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, then, and then when it comes right with it. Yeah. 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 I think, again, like, it comes back to time and manpower. Like, do you have time? Is it like, do you have a, a mask in your helmet or wherever you want to keep it uh, to throw that on to have your glass management guy kind yeah. of do that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But I like the fact, not, like, I think it's also like just progression in the in yeah. auto wax. People are like realizing, oh, we can leave that in there and just mm-hmm. work around it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's safety glass. It's yeah. just, it's so fine, that dust. Like, yeah. whatever type of saw yeah, you're I'm using, either. whether you're using a windshield <laughs> saw or a nibbler or a sawzall, yeah. you know, there's so many options. And did you guys talk about the new, how there's laminated glass on a lot of the... Well, the side windows now. Yeah, side windows, yeah. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. And you'll find out as soon as you take your striking tool and... <laughs> we thought the one, we did a rollover, like a real, like an actual accident a few weeks ago. Uh, actually, your wedding, right? Well, <laughs> Not associated right. with your wedding. <laughs> but uh, we were sitting there, and uh, the car, all all of its um, side windows were were intact. We're like, and it was a pretty, it was, it was a it was a super violent rollover, but it was a it was a pretty violent yeah. rollover. And we're like, are these um like we're trying to figure out if they were um, laminated? <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're like, well, patients out, all good. Psh, nope. <laughs> 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 it was just yeah. a good learning. Like you know, I go back to that course that those guys took and how they said you know every auto x it's like it's a chance like once patient's out ambulance is gone now you're just now it's like hey we have this thing we can you know please took all the pictures now we have this piece of uh debris basically sitting here that we can do a few things on real quick and one of them that night was hey let's see if see if it, it was a jeep patriot or something see if that has laminated glass Nope, doesn't. <laughs> I liked from that course, though I, I didn't take it, I just kind of observed a bit, was the, the rip-in strip yeah. where I think we just get used to cutting through everything in the vehicle when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And they like, take time to strip the weather stripping off, yeah, get that out of the way, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And you, you don't think about it. That comes out real easy. Yeah, yeah it's so important you have to. Especially now with all the... Mm-hmm. I mean, especially newer vehicles, they're going to be... 
airbags everywhere. And well, those airbags, there's going to be a charge cylinder. Yeah. And then, like, Teslas and all those. Exactly. Things. So then <clears throat> you're, what, what, where are your power cables running, right? Mm. Uh, if, if it's a hybrid or, or just an electric For vehicle, sure. right? Like yeah. those orange and blue wires, things like mm. that. Like, there's so much to it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then even just uh, your um, airbag control modules, right? Yeah, so we, we talked a lot about the, the usual placements for it, but it's not necessary. It could be literally anywhere. Yeah. You know, so the majority of the time, there could be in the center console, the bottom of the center console, mm-hmm. uh, center console in the, uh, towards the uh, firewall, or over to the left of the um, uh, in the passenger side, uh, A-post or glove box area, mm-hmm. right? Things like that. Yeah, passenger side kick panel is mm-hmm. uh, pretty common, like you say, right in the middle on the uh, uh, center console. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But... Those are the usual. The only, exactly. It's not the always. <laughs> and, and those can cause problems. So if you're doing a dash roll or a lift, well, what are some things we need to get rid of? Our dash straps, right? Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that could be in the way because we're going to be sending a saw in there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Todd, you were talking about earlier too, with knowing airbags and stuff like that, you were just telling me about an app. Yes. Too, that shows those locations. Yeah, so the that. crash recovery system app. Um so there's a free demo. Then, of course, it's a, it's a subscription one as well. But we were snooping around on it, and it's fabulous. You know, you can select your car, the year, uh, the model, and then it comes up with uh, a visual image of where all your um, uh, airbag control modules are, where the airbag is located, where your sensors are located, uh, where your um, high-power cables are going, if it's a hybrid, so your orange and your uh, blue lines, things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. It shows you your battery locations of the vehicles. Right. Yeah, and then you can actually highlight those. You can touch that, and it'll pop up with information for emergency rescuers as well. What was it in that app again? That's the um, uh, crash recovery system. As we're all down. Yeah. yeah. Down <laughs> so it, it, it's a really good app. Um, yeah, it's, it's super yeah, helpful. Cool. Super around on it. Yeah, because, I mean, we've said this before. We, um, you know, There's times on... <laughs> we've had to look up on the old Googles to figure out where a battery was yeah, on some cars. We're like, where's a battery disconnected in this car? Yeah, so oh, it's a car. Truck. How about a helicopter? <laughs> <For> a helicopter, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, right. is, he, is a helicopter in this crash recovery system? <laughs> yeah, and, and one of our instructors, Terry, is fantastic. He's a wealth of knowledge for new car technology and stuff. And he even he said, he said he'll he'll he'll, he'll grab his phone. He'll be like, hey, Siri, um, emergency, blah, 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 this type of vehicle, mm-hmm. right? And then it'll spit up the demographics that you need for it. Right. I'm, oh, my, my series trying to pick me up. <laughs> I didn't quite get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, definitely uh, really neat. To oh, have. one. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we, actually, the, the deputy chief and I, we were talking about, oh, I mean, you know, we should put these back on the iPads and things like that in the trucks. But then again, what's with you in your pocket as an incident commander or another? Your cell phone. So, yeah. we find, and... Our instructors are finding that, you know, when it's on your phone, it's just that much more versatile. It's a lot easier oh, to sure. pull up real quick. I've got so much stored on my personal phone. Mm-hmm. For yeah, I, got like the, C- I got like yeah. CPR app yeah. for the, for the I've got the for guys. ERGs. Yeah. I've I got, got, yeah, I got the ERGs. I got the ambulance one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. And then the zombies attack. I got plants versus zombies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so once we did our, um, our relief cuts and we got our tools in there, started doing our lift. Able to get the patient out, extricate him onto a board. Mm-hmm. It was great. That was just one of the snares. We we did we covered a lot of stuff for different uh, patient extrication techniques as well, yeah. right? Um, and then I passed on a little bit of the education that I learned through ATAC as well, right? Um, yeah. For you know, again, 
every patient's condition is going to dictate our response, right? So mm-hmm. is it, do we have time to extricate? Is it uh, an emergent, emergent or uh, a sudden, like, do we need to extricate this guy now, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to dictate what we're doing. Are we cutting the roof? Are we bringing them up vertically? Are we bringing them up laterally? Things like that. Because um, patient condition-wise, we know any rotation in the vehicle sucks for spinal injuries. So yeah. I don't want right. to do that. I want to go straight out the back. Mm-hmm. So if feasible, roof flap, roof removal, we, all, we can get to that fast and sure bring them out that way, right? Yeah. Manpower dictating, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we discussed very obese people sometimes. Very hard to grab. Because uh, we want to, we would need to support that upper thoracic shoulders and the yeah. pelvis. Because all your lifting is going to be from the pelvis, so we have to get a board under their ass and pelvis to get them onto that board to pull them up, right? How many times have we all been there trying to grab a pocket, trying to grab a belt? If there is, if they're wearing freaking Lululemons or something, there's nothing to right. grab, and all that shit stretches, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to grab somebody. It is. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's like real saying, life. Like the obese people generally is going to be something loose fitting. Like a sweatpants or something, right? I remember, like, the, yeah, I remember the one time that it, was, it ended up being a fatal, but we there was a fellow in the uh, obese dude, mm-hmm. and uh, Warren and I were there. And we we're trying to like we like okay when we pop this door, he's gonna fall out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I stuck through and I stuck my rescue scrap under his arms, yeah. and I rescue scrapped off, and I like was on like the I like basically had my foot wedged against the the, the other like the B pillar, yeah, like holding on. I'm like okay, open the door. I'm like <laughs> and then we we're holding him back, and then we got the spine board under him, and hundred percent. Pull them out. Yeah. Yeah. So one one tip I've learned over the years is uh, when you're if you're let's say we're doing a vertical extrication. So you know we've reclined our seat back as best we can, right? And we want to get that board in uh, from above, slide them down the back to the base, seat base, yeah. and we still need to get that pelvis and stuff up. And you generally want to do that in one movement because it's very hard to get them kind of half up, and you can't you can't fold that board. Those boards don't fold. Yeah. So it's such a rigid device. Has anyone made a folding board yet? So, rescue straps, right? Webbing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You can slide it down the small of their back. You can usually shimmy it right kind of the, by your, where your belt line would be. You, know, mm-hmm. you can tuck it under their, under their femurs and back up through their groin. And now you've got two handles and you've got handles in the back. And now you can safely grab it and lift that pelvis up. Nice, strong support system. Yeah. And then onto that board and then... You can start sliding them up the board and extricate them that way. It's, it's a game changer. It helps huge. I think it depends on the type of vehicle. You could take the reclining portion out to get a little bit more um, prone position to get your board in behind them, too. Yeah, So and some seat backs, they, they don't go way back, right? It only goes back to maybe 45 degrees yeah. or something. Yeah. But again, what are we going to do? Like... Uh, if you start, start talking about seat locations or tearing a seat out, you know, it's really hard to be cutting those seats when there's somebody sitting on somebody there, in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, I'm not saying you couldn't do it, but there's it, just It depends on the seat. Mm-hmm. Is it motorized? Is it electric? Hopefully you've got mm-hmm. no airbags in those seats as well, right? And so, some of the older models, yeah. there's literally just a little button on the side and you could pull the whole seat back out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've done that before. I think that's something to really keep in mind. Like we're we're pretty quick to to make the scene safe, and a lot of the time that means pulling power. Yeah. And as soon as you pull power, you've lost the ability to maneuver that seat. Yeah. So mm. being on that quickly uh, is really good. Now with our uh, tool belt of destiny, yeah. um, we're not making the cut. We're actually, if you have access to it, unbolting the yeah. battery terminal takes an extra two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. And if you do need to go back in there and apply power again, you have the 
the options, you just toss that terminal on. Yeah, it's not enough to start the vehicle, like it would arc out, like you know how you have to have a battery tight. But you can just toss it back back on, move that seat, and then remove the uh, post again. Um, and it's something that I've been trying to keep in the back of my mind uh, because it is it's something that we think of immediately. All right, mm -hmm. hey, let's make sure this is safe. Let's yeah. pull, pull yeah. the power. And guys are really quick to snip, 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 and it's done. Well, yeah, well, the accident every day, and mm -hmm. one of the guys was walking by. He's like, I'm going to cut the power. I'm like, well, I'm like, literally, yeah. you just pop it. He's like, ah, yeah. I'm like, I know. I know. Mm -hmm. I know it's not fun, but like, <laughs> we might need it, so let's pop it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and that's where we've been practicing with our inside rescuer. So, patient contact, right? We want to make that patient contact yeah. first. Mm -hmm. But we're not making that inside rescuer go in for that patient contact until it is totally safe. So, it's a bit of a juggling act. When, you know, you're doing your primary stabilization, you're getting that going. Okay, hey, yeah, that's safe. I can send somebody now in for our inside rescuer. So the first thing he's going to be doing is going there making the vehicle safe. E-brake, power off. Is there a fob? Is it a key fob? Hey, yeah. I see. Here you go. Take this thing at least 25 feet away, right? Yeah. You know, throw it in the duty truck or whatever. And mm -hmm. then it is away from the scene. Um, and then the next thing he's doing before, while there's still power, hey, can I lift that steering column up? Can I recline the seat? You know, do all of that. And then as soon as he's done that, hey, we're good to de-energize, de right? Yeah. And then he can continue on. Then he can start doing his peel and peak or rip and strip or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can get access to that. Actually, talking about that too now makes me think of a lot of newer trucks vehicles have the motorized foot and brake pedals yeah. for raising for sure. and lowering. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's something to look for now too because mm -hmm. that might give you that little bit of room. To move their feet out of there. Because I think part of us are, we're, I don't know if we, we know that, we know better. We know the car's not just going to go woof in a big ball of fire. It's like, yeah. we know, like, by that time if you get there and it isn't on fire, you, and you don't smell a huge amount of gas, the chances of a, of a massive, like, fire starting, yeah. it's pretty light. So, yeah, mm -hmm. keeping it energized while you do your movements and then turn it off. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously having a water supply next to it or, and, or a mm -hmm. dry cam or something and waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the big three reason why we're taking that power off is... We're cuts. Our SRS system mm -hmm. and our cuts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's the yeah. biggest reason for that is for our safety. And then if you can't get to that terminal to de-energize it, de -energize it um, then you got to go back to your kind of 5, 10, 20 rule for your 5 inches, 10 inches, 20 inches away from your airbag system, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then just be very, very safe and aware for that inside rescuer. Question. Maybe it's just because I don't know. On, on newer vehicles with charge systems and airbags and electric uh, fuel vehicles, do they have capacitors in them or anything like that that may keep those struts or those uh, uh, bags charged for a period of time? And is there a way to discharge that somehow? This question always gets asked. We asked it again with them, and basically every response I've kind of heard is, we always hear that it could be, but we've never mm -hmm. really seen it. Right. Um, that's generally the answer I get from every instructor. Um, but then, of course, with those airbag control modules, that can still hold a charge. That's why we're yeah. being aware and we're looking right. for that because we don't want to press against it. We don't want to bend it because yeah. you press it, boom, you can you throw a spike through it through your halligan or whatever. Yeah. Now you could totally get electrocuted or charge something and away you go. Right. Yeah. I think it's just back to that that default of safety, right? That's that's why we're we're peeling, peeking, and, and trying to remove that stuff. I just wonder, you know, with a lot of the Teslas or a lot of the newer vehicles that have the stickers on them with the fire department cut here, cut mm -hmm. there. If you're doing that and that's 
discharging those capacitors or it, it, it's at least eliminating any chance of any right. failure mm-hmm. of those things going off. Yeah, we talked a lot about the electric vehicles and the Teslas and stuff too. And like I said, the Teslas are great because they'll have that little fireman's helmet, right, to show you, hey, cut here to de-energize it, right? Yeah. Um, and then they also have those the big orange handle for your service disconnects. Mm-hmm. You can actually pull the massive fuse block right out. If I've, seen, I've seen a Tesla. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, seen Tesla that run. I really looked in a, in a Tesla. I wonder mm-hmm. about the future and what it be like for us with possible hydrogen-powered vehicles. I know in the cities they've Rob's got the future. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that in this the buses in in yeah. the, the bigger cities are running hydrogen power. What? Yeah. Like, do, obviously, we're not learning about it right now, um, but what potentials there might be for failures there like what kind of hazards are we running into yeah on the buses there's we had a little bit of an awareness when i worked down there i mean the the fire guys down there they're, they're a lot more dialed in but um there's different service disconnects and rescue disconnects on the outside of the bus and the inside of the bus that you can actually open a panel and and mm-hmm. shut the system off as i well. guess i guess also with that there's um natural gas there's tons of alternative fuel. Oh, yeah, there's the um, running vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, LNG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and look at our highway systems too, right? Like, we're on major highways here. Yeah. What do we get? Like, a lot of these uh, these LNG trucks running through, they're running on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, so big. Yeah, it goes on and on, right? Um, yeah, so we did. It was a lot of fun. We, did, we practiced a lot of that. That inside rescue role is so important. Like I said, like, just powering, getting all that stuff mm-hmm. set before you de-energize it, right? So with your training, did you do any specialty vehicle? No, not really. Practices? It was kind of our usual vehicles that we all can end up yeah. cutting up, pickups, older pickups, cars, things like that. Um, we had some newer little Mazda and stuff on the roof, uh, things like that. Ash and I stopped by while well, we dropped you some dummies off yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of car setup. I forget how, how big your training area is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. I mean, not, it's, it's not as big, I mean, not not as, big as ours, like, yeah, <laughs> but it's also, ours looks like a, yeah, we had quite a few vehicles spread around there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, ours is like an apocalypse zone. <laughs> like yeah, a Terminator, a Terminator walking by would be got perfect. your fence in there to get it all blocked off. And, I mean, it's yeah. a nice, nice little setup right out the back door, which is really nice. Yeah. And we, we removed three cars that we had all chewed up from yesterday as well. Right. Um, right. And then we had, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight other cars in there that were working right. on. Um, so yeah, good good variety. Yeah, you got a wrecking yard just down the street. We do, yeah. We have a really good relationship with our tow truck company guys, yeah. so they they mm-hmm. collect all the cars for us and they'll haul and place and move nice. things around nice. for nice. us. Works nice. nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that sparked the conversation as well. Is that to keep that relationship really well with your tow companies, drill with some, them sometimes as well, so we can learn, you know, what or how capable is that tow truck? Like, can we call them? Are they on scene right away? Hey, can we use them to anchor and lift a vehicle off? Mm-hmm. Right. That's could be kind of our go-to. Yeah, yeah they're kind of always. Uh, they're not. Yeah, they kind of an afterthought. Like after like, you do the chopping and everything, we're like, oh shit, yeah. Now we need. To, now we need a record to get this thing out of here once the patient's extricated. But we but could totally having use them there sooner would be definitely a good option. Yeah, but again, it's we need to be aware of where we're at with all that too. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Then we did. We we drilled a whole bunch of other little stuff too, like um, you know, pedal relocation if there's entanglement of the lower extremities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So just. Uh, <laughs> We all have, we have our cutters, right? Mm-hmm. But they are a pain in the ass. Sometimes you cannot get that in. So, rescue strap, webbing, 
bend it out of the way, right? Because right. yeah. it's got lots of up and down strength, but that lateral it's movement, very it's very weak. Down. It'll bend nicely okay. out of the way, right. as we all know. And different tips and tricks, just the webbing and pulling with a couple of guys. Or if your door is still attached, you can tie to your door, you can get a seatbelt, whatever, right? right. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of other little little things we, we practice in drill too. But that, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it that we did. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you guys had this awesome Autoex weekend. <laughs> And then, I was trying to make a segue with a special <laughs> yeah. utility. Special oh, utility. I see. Yeah, uh, I didn't get there. <laughs> yeah, so we just had a very interesting autoex, an actual, like not a course, an actual course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess who wants to take that? Beginning, oh, initial, Rob. Yeah, I Rob. Think, he yeah. was uh, without getting cued. <laughs> I guess it's kind of paint. Paint the picture of what it was like as the call came in and as uh, you arrived on scene, and we can kind of yeah. Uh, so I get the joy of being the duty officer this week. So mm-hmm. uh, call came in as a MVA course over our I am responding MVA, and as I'm running out the door, uh, dispatcher says tractor rollover on the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so blasted out there in the duty truck and got on scene. And yeah, uh, I want to say a five or six foot ditch that this but tractor. Ten, I'm thinking. Yeah, elevation wise, yeah. it was probably ten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually pretty far, far down. Yeah. And so this tractor is rolled over. Uh, it's on the right hand side of the highway, so it's rolled over, and it's a not a huge tractor, but it's an open tractor. And it's got a mower on the back of it. So it's an no, no, no roll cab. Cage. No, no cab, cab, no, no roll, roll cage. cage. Yeah. Uh, it had a roll cage on it, uh, but it's one that can be flipped down. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So it can be flipped down. So it was actually flipped down and out of the way uh, when this tractor, when this tractor rolled. So, um, so I think the tractor was on the side of the highway, bombing down the highway on the shoulder, and... For whatever reason, either he swerved or he was just yeah, caught hit, hit in the yeah. in the dirt, yeah. and yeah, that's still all under investigation. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so however, whatever circumstances he ended up there, uh, rolled over and trapped the driver underneath. And full over. rollover, not just full, on the side. Full, full yeah. rollover, yeah, yeah, yeah. very mm-hmm. precariously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was first on scene once I saw our patient down there, and it, actually the tractor was came to rest up against uh, an orchard fence and post, so yeah. a you know like a four fence. by four deer, yeah. yeah deer yeah. fence. Yeah. Um, so that post probably actually stopped it from fully rolling over with and trapping his head underneath the fender. So yeah. um, it was a couple inches away from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if people have never seen. A tractor up close, you know, when yeah. they are inverted <laughs> upside down, yeah. mm-hmm. there is not a lot of stable points. It's not your typical yeah. four point stable. Well, I, I remember a couple of guys were asking me because we have a tractor over at a training ground, and, and some of the newer guys are like, Why do we have a tractor? I'm like, Well, the like, funny thing is, tractors are weird <laughs> because tractors aren't like a, a car is a square box, yeah. so we can usually find some sweet purchase points. The tractor is like a three point thing that moves and shifts and it's like a fire. Eats. Lives and breathes. No, I mean a tractor has all these weird points, and then adding a mower on it, and because a mower is on like it's three on, point, on three point, point on the back, and so it sways, and it's like so it's like it's like it's a stabilization nightmare. So yes. which is 
actually the first thing that you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rob comes over the radio. He's like, we need some serious stabilization right now. Because we were discussing as we are driving out. I'm like, okay, guys, this is a tractor. Because I was officer on the rescue truck. I'm like, this is a tractor. This is going to be mess. This is going to be a, a challenge for stabilization. Because it always is. And a few of the guys are senior guys. So they were they were like, they know. And yeah, we get out there. And yeah, it was... Stabilization, like, puzzle we had to do. Because um, that was the show. Like, it wasn't... There was no... Well, I mean, there was a little bit of... Uh, of cutting, but most mm-hmm. of it was extrication or not extrication, um, stabilization, and trying to figure out how to get the patient out without having this tractor shift into weird mm-hmm. positions. Because I mean, it, we're on a bank, mm-hmm. like, so we're soft the, bank, too. soft bank. Um, yeah. we we cut. We um, started with uh, the uh, Rob. You guys cribbed, uh, cribbed quickly, and then we got rid of the fence. To work because mm-hmm. yeah we couldn't if we remove the fence first the, the potential attractor was going to keep rolling so we had to, you guys had to kind of crib through the fence a little bit just to hold it yeah i think the like. post that it was leaning up against was broken near the base but it was still in position yeah and then mm-hmm. and so we cut the fence past a second another post to get gain access, access around just to get manpower yeah. and yeah. then yeah we started cribbing and then once we i think we were safe that if we cut the fence just in case a tractor moved or anything, it had some support, and then we started taking out the fence and that. On a side note, on those battery operator tools and fences, um, <laughs> uh, one of our senior guys who, like, it was a lot of his work tonight that made this come off well. Um, he hadn't seen the uh, he hadn't seen the um, the old the, grinder, the younger grinder in action on a fence before. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he'll turn, he's like, yeah, turn away for a second. All I hear is meow, and he's like. That thing like butter right through that fence because usually it's like snip, 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 and then fact later on because now we're near you guys are near the patient. Yeah, you can't use the grinder because it's going to be like showering in the spark. So you guys had to use the snips around the rest of it, and it was like, yeah, it was like super slow compared to that grinder just ripping to the fence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that grinder um, that came out right away. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah. It's weight in gold for us, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you guys basically um, you're on your side. Cribbed everything. On the patient, yeah, on the <laughs> yeah. patient side, we started cribbing. Because that was a downslope. Yeah. On the downslope. Um, mm-hmm. Just to support the tractor. Um, we had paramedics on scene. One of them had, had stabilization. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was just a matter of, okay, how are we going to get this guy out of there? Yeah. We and knew it, we had to stabilize it with cribbing. Mm. Um, what was our next plan of action? Initially, I thought, okay, we just use the winch to pull it back a bit. Um, but those things are so unstable, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, like Todd was saying, you got to have your plan A, B, C, D. Yeah, so, Z. Yeah. yeah, we ended up having well, we had three plans, right? Um, uh, so a, think, a was yours. Yeah. Uh, well, not yours. A was A was whatever was down on your end, your side yeah. was um, was um, lift bags, lift bags, which yeah. we did use, and that's, that's I think and lift bags really. So lift bags, and then then our plan B was we were we had our uh, rope system out so that we pulled the truck rescue truck up because we were like okay we only have one winch and there's two points so yeah. if we pull with the winch we're gonna shift it's gonna twist so let's get some rescue ropes because um, mm-hmm. now we can kind of share the load a little bit um, and then that we might have to turn that into an action that might actually be what we're pulling this thing off. Of. Mm-hmm. So then, actually, the two plan A and B kind of morphed into one because now we were using uh, the lift bags and we were using the rope system to kind of um, hold what we got. Yeah. And then, we're, and then we were shoving cribbing underneath that, of course. So we had like kind of a bulletproof system. 
And, a, and a then, good thing that the guys were doing it though, on the back side of the tractor, uh, stabilizing on the rear end. Uh, a good thing that the guys picked up on, and I, I didn't think of until they started doing it, was they actually this. So this had a mower on the back of it, uh, on the three point hitch, which can sway side to side. Those guys were smart thinking of cribbing the mower mm-hmm. as well. Because yeah. as soon as it started to lift, that mower could go left or right and seriously compromise the, yeah, the structure a lot of, of the tractor. tractor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Overbalance it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah and then plan our, thir- our plan C was uh, we actually brought out uh, the crane truck. And that was going to be plan C. If like everything else was going to fail, we were going to use the crane truck real quick and mm-hmm. attempt some sort of lift just to drag him out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, that would have been like... Uh, definitely the last option because we don't know how that thing is going to react, shift, um, if it's going to be overweight, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, which is really good. So as this happens, so not all of our guys are, are certified crane operators, obviously. Um, it'd be sweet if we were, but that's not a today feasibility. Um, so as this is all happening, actually one of our our old captains was driving by and uh He's a life, lifetime member. He's not super active anymore, but he just happened to be there. And he mentioned, um, just, hey, maybe you guys want to use the crane, crane truck. And I think you guys were thinking that in the back of your mind. Like, everybody kind of was like, hey, is this kind of a time? And it turned out to be, hey, like, let's get it there. This is one of those things, like tractors, again, they're so unpredictable anytime that you try to move them. Let's get all of our all of our options Ready, and they're all so on the table. Yeah. that was a quick thing. Like anybody can get it there, but who's who's got the their uh, operators ticket? So yes, check mark. We had somebody that was there and able to do it. So we brought that out, and again got it rigged up or got a setup where if we needed it, it was going to be there. But while this is all happening, I tasked the guy. I'm like, hey, I, I want this thing ready to rock, but let's get out the chart and see like what are we lifting and yeah. what is this thing actually capable of. And I think it was teetering on the the outside edge of being overweight with that arm fully extended. Yeah. But again, like until you're there and you see how far out you're you have to reach. See what I was what I started thinking about is okay now because um, we had planet A and B mixed into one. Mm-hmm. So we had the lift bags, cribbing, yeah. and now we had the ropes. So that's planet A and B is one. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, okay, what if we throw plan C as into the mix? For if, sure. So if if our if our lift bags maxed out. And our rope system was feeling the pressure because it, it yep. was okay. Now we got the now we can bring the crane truck in and it can give us that little extra push because really you only need we only needed six to seven inches of space That's to get right. this guy yeah, out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if if all these things if we can like we just keep piling piling extra things that can lift on and this as yeah. long as we're working together which we did with the ropes and mm-hmm. like our other we problem just keep piling on right. Our other problem too was is we quickly ran out of cribbing. Because yeah. of all the yeah. points that we had to crib. Yeah. Yeah, because someone's like, hey, we're out of cribbing. I'm like, you have, a, you have like five boxes of cribbing down there. And I, I finally went down to where you guys were. I'm like, oh, that's there all it all is. Yeah. There's all the cribbing. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, uh, it definitely takes up, for something like that, it well, takes the, up all of your even stuff. Even the, the like, mower took up. Because like, it's sitting so high on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're busy doing that. Um, and I can't remember what you called it. So, to paint the picture of how our patient was he's trapped underneath this tractor he's got the steering wheel on an arm uh he's got the seat had become somewhat sort of dislodged so it was kind of i think it was kind of pinching a shoulder of somehow 
Um, plus, he had the seat adjustment in in a leg that was kind of preventing him yeah. from moving that way. Mm-hmm. And you've got these gear shifters that are everywhere pointing towards mm-hmm. his lower body. So uh, moving him was very, very yeah. difficult, um, yeah. even with that. But uh, Scott, what did you call the position that he was in? He's like an like an inverted jujitsu position. Like he's playing, he's going jujitsu with the uh, with the truck with the tractor. Because yeah, you were saying as we're Fox working on his natural yeah. range of motion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as we're sitting on the one side, you know, stabilizing and patient care, he's his leg that's sticking out the other side of the tractor is busy flailing and kicking because yeah. he's actually trying to move. Yeah. So he's he's somewhat in and out of consciousness a couple of times, but as he's conscious. He's yeah. moving and trying to kick himself yeah. out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, the puddle was... cutter, that was cool. Mm-hmm. That came into play. Uh, very, yeah. like, it's like a little hydraulic thing we have. Mm-hmm. So we we haven't used that in a long time. No. Yeah. I'm glad you you and uh, Brian are on it because I don't know if the younger guys I don't even, because no. we, we, I mean, it's yeah. something that comes out very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's something that in auto courses, I don't think anyone's showing up, like, in any of the, we could show it in-house, but I don't think... Because yeah, usually in auto courses. courses, like back to your course, it's usually kind of like the big motions and stuff. It's yeah. usually don't have the entangled leg twisted around the, the spirit. We were using our pedal cutter for the steering steering wheel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 So that's, which is what, so, in the end, this is kind of yeah. what it was for. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. steering wheel, you guys cut off gear, every gear shifter. Yeah, we took the gear shifter. We took the seat adjuster. Um, um, a bunch of portions of the steering wheel. Yeah, I, I, I think you guys made about six or seven different. Yeah, I could hear did. the thing snapping. The cuts, yeah. 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 That thing was, that thing was worth its weight of gold today. That tonight, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because we can't, we could not have gotten any extra tools. tools. No, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. not. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. The uh, so we worked actually. We had kind of, I want to say like, kind of three teams because we had the yeah. cribbers down below, we had the cribbers up top. Sorry, we had the cribbers down below. We had the lift bag guys, and then we had. Um, up top was Ash and his guys were around the rope system. That's right. And then we also shut down the entire highway. <laughs> so yeah. we had lots of lots of members. Everything was just instantly tied up. And that comes back to years ago. We were always gun shy to shut shut down the highway flow. Uh, I mean, this is a, a major artery of our province that runs directly through our town. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, we were always like, oh, no, we got to keep keep this 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 thing open. We don't care anymore. <laughs> you know what? If it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or an hour, there's ways around. So yeah. people can still make it. Like, it's not like it's the only way through. Yeah. There's some secondary streets that can get you around town. Yeah. Um, but I don't care about that. I don't care if, no. if there wasn't. Yeah. At the end of the day, that scenario is the most important thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Our guys down, down there working. Um, there was extra ambulance attendants coming. Um, there was a chopper that was looking at the highway to land and ended up finding an LZ super close, which is good. Um, I mean, there's so many factors of why having a large scene kept large and ours. Yeah. Well, um, it's just safe. There's one reason why I went over the radio and called, we're shutting the whole highway down. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, we don't have... You need like, real estate. Yeah, and real estate and... I'm like, I'm looking at... This is going to be a lot of people. This is going to be a, a big manpower heavy yeah, thing. Yes. All the stabilization plus what we're doing this other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, your warm zone now is huge. Yes. Because you got how many fire trucks? Yeah. yeah. Right? You got uh, two ambulances, two ground ambulances. Like you said, maybe the chopper's going to be landing on the highway. They mm-hmm. end up picking, as generally they do, is pick their own. Yeah. 
So, yeah. They had a hard look at the highway just to the south of it. Uh, There was a, a... there was lines on both sides of the highway, yeah, and there was enough tight. space, but it definitely would, would have been tight. Yeah. Um, but there was a super nice spot where they ended up picking, mm-hmm. and that's something that they see from the air, obviously, that we don't have eyes yeah. on. You know, but, and back to the highway, um, like Jay, uh, one of our captains, used to be a long-haul trucker, I guess? Yeah. yeah. So he knows, like, like people are always worried about the semi-truck drivers. He's like, man, he goes, that's our time to sleep. <laughs> he, goes, yeah. he goes, we'll just pull over. He goes, and he actually said this because he was teaching our um, flagging, our, our traffic control, emergency, yeah. scene, emergency scene traffic control last week. And he said, you know what? Just if you make your buffer zone, he goes, make a little longer buffer zone and then just have the semi-trucks kind of tuck into those buffer zones. They're in there out of the way. Then we can turn all the cars around. He goes, they'll shut their trucks down and they'll just kind of hang out there. He yeah. goes, then you have a semi-truck <laughs> kind of there. So if someone does plow in there, they hit a semi-truck, they don't hit you and they're all your people that are working. That's mm-hmm. smart. So yeah, yeah he goes, just call. shut it down. He goes, they'll go to sleep in there and then they'll wait. And he's like, it's perfect. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can quickly, uh, as soon as you create that distance, uh, as your buffer zone, you can quickly turn those few cars around yep. and then guide those truck yep. units up. Which That's I think... Um, Carl, who's not here, right? I think because they came, uh, we called for the bush truck. Yep. Just to shut highway down, and I think that's what Carl did because he he made a huge buffer zone for us, and that's the only the only two vehicles in there I think were two semi trucks. Were semi trucks. So yeah. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it, but I think he maybe might have used that kind of plan because mm-hmm. yeah. that was the only nice. two vehicles in that whole buffer zone. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime that I hear tractor, my my mind is either tractor. Or like tractor trailer, which yeah, is yeah. a semi truck, right? Yeah. So coming back to that, like, like we were chatting that you know we haven't really had a bad tractor trailer rollover mm-hmm. or crash uh, for a while. So you start to hear, okay, ro- a tractor rollover. I'm like, ooh, are we talking yeah. agriculture tractor or is this like a semi tractor that is now rolled and we're gonna have this massive thing to try to stabilize? Because that's not going to come off of this hitch. Like, it's going to be a trailer attached to a semi-truck that's potentially... Mm-hmm. And again, like, now you're that's down... That's what we're calling mutual aid for more uh, credit. Yeah. <laughs> and for right. anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? That was brought up in our discussion, too, was, was we, talk, we started talking about different cribbing options and lifting options and things like that. And, like, and they said, do you have enough cribbing? We're like, eh, that's probably going to deplete most of ours. Mm-hmm. And we had all of ours in play and their four huge boxes of 4x4s right. uh, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff. We're always short on that, yeah. and it's hard because it takes up so much real estate on a truck too. For sure, it does. yeah. Mutual aid is always like, I think I think most people think, oh, it's for fires. It's for like mm-hmm. big fires, um, like wildland fires, um, apartments on fire. You know, that's usually what we call it for. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time we called it mutual aid for uh, an MBI. Unless it was like multiple vehicles, but or if it's right, uh, yeah, it's not really mutual aid though. Sometimes we we yeah, have right yeah. our borders where we both respond. That's right. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not a mutual aid call. Yeah. Well, even mutual aid on this, we were so manpower heavy. If we had another call, yeah, wherever it was tied up, mm-hmm. we yeah, we couldn't have rolled the rescue. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like the high is going to go anywhere, but mm-hmm. like there was so many people that were tied to the scene. Yeah. Um, it would have been a challenge. I mean, we could have got rid of uh, one eight two. Yeah. So one crew could have peeled away, and there wasn't many people left at the hall. So I mean, that should have yeah. been in the back back of our minds yeah. as well. That's, uh, I mean, we're so manpower, manpower heavy yeah. and a- apparatus tied up um, yeah. in, in that scene. Uh, we, yeah, it would have been a challenge. I guess we really only had one apparatus tied up. 
Just the rescue truck. Just the rescue, the rescue truck. The rescue truck. I mean, I don't consider the crane truck as an apparatus. Yeah, no, no. But it's your mad power. It's right. the yeah. mad power that's attached to it. And on that, we so we had the, um, with the rope system, we had the um, redirect run into, mm-hmm. we had a run run into the crane truck because we needed a, we needed a point for that redirect and then we needed a place to put the uh, maestro device on. Mm-hmm. We had run one run into the telephone pole. Yeah. Telephone pole's not going anywhere. The crane truck, I'm like, I'm looking at it and, uh, Every once in a while, I hear somebody just in conversation because we're all kind of waiting while this thing's happening. I hear some people like, "Well, I guess if we're not using that thing, let's get it out of the way." I'm like, "Whoa, no! The ropes are tied to it." Mm-hmm. And I hear it again. Well, if we're not using it. Let's get it out of the way. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. And I go, I go to, I go to one of our, I go Brett actually. I said, "Hey, Brett, go take the keys out of that thing and hide it under the seat." He's like, yeah. "I'm like, because somebody's gonna think, hey, it's smart. Let's drive away with that thing." I'm like. Take, take the keys out, put it under the seat, because I'm like, I don't want that thing yeah. driving away with the ropes attached to it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of our go-to. Anytime we have a rope system in play, um, we always, usually, usually using our rescue as a redirect, yeah. and then anchor to one of our other trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, as soon as as soon as soon we're tying in anything, it's uh, obviously brake, chalked, um, but not only then, then we'll actually shut it down. Yeah. I mean, um, our, our rescue, we couldn't because we had we had um, tools running on it, the and the lights were going on and everything. But <laughs> so. even specifically, yeah. your anchor, though, right? Yeah, like, the anchor. So point. if we anchor it to one of our duty trucks, mm-hmm. that could shut down, um, siren turned on, so then if it if somebody accidentally goes in there to charge it, the siren goes off and it's, everybody's alerted. Right. Uh, we yeah. even have a lockout, our um, steel steering wheel lock, right. that right. we'll put in place. Yeah. Yeah, because normally like, we shut the duty truck down for sure if we're using that as an anchor. Today was mm-hmm. like a d- different thing. We were using, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely you need something to, you need to be aware of, right? Right. And and that that's always that gets into that fine line of freelancing almost. Like, well, you know, you should be running everything through your officers through their yeah, ICS system sure. because they've got the full IAP for yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those, yeah, cribbing. You use a lot of cribbing on those. Like you said, just just throwing in that extra cribbing for that for the attachment on that three point mm-hmm. hitch, yeah. right? Yeah. For that mower, it's huge. It sways like a son of a bitch. And those tractors are so unstable. That thing sways. Yeah. Man, that's... The tractor rescue is probably one of the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to our rescue, we ended up doing all the cribbing. We got mm-hmm. the lift bags underneath the front mm-hmm. hood area of it. Cribbed those as well, lifted up, recribbed. Finally got enough stuff cut out with the pedal cutter mm-hmm. and, and with the with the lifting that we were finally able to slide him out of there, him. extricate him, mm-hmm. get him on the stretcher, back of the ambulance, drive down to the helicopter. Yeah. Super well. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's always interesting in that first initial like five minutes of any call. It's like <clears throat> if you watch what happens? It's not like in the like I don't know one of those stupid shit shows that they make fun of those nine one one nine one one. Yeah, they're like they got their plan. They're like do this, do that. Everything's like freaking laid out. No, it's like it's like you're in a chaos storm, but it's like everybody's doing their thing. But it's like at, you're like kind of like is this work? Is this gonna work? That's why those three plans are happening. They're not, they're kind of all happening at once. Mm-hmm. So it looks chaotic, but we were all like, each of us have this, we're, we're, we're in control of it, but it's like chaos. And then it's like, okay. Well, they're always running for their equipment too, right? Yeah. Because you don't have everything in place so yet. Putting everything in. Mm-hmm. And anyone watching was probably like, oh my God, these guys know what they're doing. But no, we were like, it seems chaotic. But then as soon as we settle into our, our the plan we've come up with, mm-hmm. then it's just like, everything's like pieces mm-hmm. start sliding. You're like the, you're like the Doctor Strange of the, 
fire captain fire scene, looking at all possible outcomes yeah. and plans, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, you have to, right? You like said, plan A, B, C, D. Yeah, and then they did like five minutes in. It's just uh, it's always five or six minutes in. It just settles. Everything settles, and then of almost any call, like, it doesn't matter yeah, if it's going to yeah. be NBA, if it's going to be structure fire. Yeah. Uh, it just takes those couple of minutes for everything to kind of roll out, get that that first initial hectic yeah. out of the way. I think the nice thing is, is once there was somebody down with the patient, uh, I think we had EHS was on, was already there. Uh, the one, uh, paramedic was like right at the patient, which was good. We had a couple guys that got, got down there right away. So everything down on the bottom side wasn't, it didn't seem hectic from like when we looked no. down, yeah. it was from the bank down and then outwards. Cause that's kind of the, that whole working area. But I mean, the guys were great. They had a tarp out right away. There was extra gear set there. Uh, we had all of the cribbing was out and like ready to start handing. Um, and everybody really found kind of their, their home. Um, again, you kind of get that first five out of the way and then everything really worked smoothly. Yeah. And that hot zone, like where everybody was working was completely clear. There was no, like other than obviously the rope system, there was, there was no trip hazards. There was no like extra tools laying around. As soon as it came off the truck, boom, it was either to the back or to the front nice. or so right, right down to the paper, right down to the tractor. Yeah. And with us, it takes a hot minute for us to figure out who's, um, who's taking lead. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, we have captains there, mm -hmm. but maybe the guy, one of the, like tonight, one of the guys that was down there, yeah. he kind of took lead because mm -hmm. he's in there and he could see what, and his plan was a good plan. So we're like, okay, we're using your plan, but you're the one leading it now. So mm -hmm. so we let him kind of run it, and it was a good plan. And then you, Rob, actually, uh, you kind of stepped out, and then you started getting in there working because now yeah. we have, like, that leader guy yeah, who's right. maybe not a captain, but he mm -hmm. his plan is a good plan. So we're like, we're not into the whole, like, well, I'm the captain. It's, this is my plan. We're going to do it. No, it was a yeah. good plan. So we, he, we defaulted to him. Yeah. And he, you know, he, and he had some good options. and mm -hmm. Yeah. Going yeah, back like, to that, going back to that five first minutes, it's once everybody's got a job and realizes, okay, I know what I need to do now yeah. with the cribbing, with the patient care, For with sure. the yeah. ropes, that's where everything starts to settle down and nobody's kind of stepping over somebody else trying to come up with a plan or anything like that. Everything kind of calms down. Everybody knows their role, yeah. right? For sure. Then there's that... More of that captain to captain yeah, in charge of each section. Yeah. That's yeah, that's kind of where we all get ourselves together. And that's exactly what I was going to say. So the hecticness is actually more, obviously, it's going to be on our our shoulders mm. and us trying trying to figure out. Like, like I arrived on our, our crane truck. So, like, technically, that was my job. And I could have sat there and been like, all right. Well, if you need us, we're over here, right? But that's yeah. useless, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I am not of any value. What you're saying? Don't, Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Shit. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So, like, once we got that kind of part, it was like, okay, this thing is going to be a last effort, I bet. So let's get in there and see what we can do and how we can help. Which is uh, perfect, because when you came over, I was starting to, like, cause there's a whole ICS thing where, you're, you know, you, you start having two, like, what is it, five things. There was start, too much happening. There's too yeah, much happening. Control. So I'm up top trying to be like, okay, I'm watching these guys. They're at, they're calling for more gear. They're down below. And I'm, we're trying to set this rope system. I'm mm -hmm. like, and then Ash walks by. Or Ash doesn't teams, walk by. Yeah. Ash yeah. walks by, sauntering <laughs> by. No, Ash comes up, and I'm like, you can run the rope system. He's like, mm -hmm. got it. So then now his rope system. So now I'm, yeah. that's all my plate, so I can move over. It's kind of control, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is still really good. Like, I admittedly am mediocre at ropes and like <laughs> I can get it done 
But now we're trying to do two two at once, and I'm kind of looking around like who I had. Like I had, I think a couple other kind of mediocre guys with me. So as everything came came out of the bag, like we have things fairly set up. It was, but they're set up for a lowering of a basket, right. not of it, mm-hmm. not a, not a. Uh, not a raising of a tractor. Exactly. <laughs> so the guys, I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing. So like, hey, let's get this set up. I kind of bring everything out with them. I'm like getting some of the uh, anchor points set up on our rescue truck. Um, and then I'm going out to where we're going to be an- anchoring off. Like, So we thought, okay, yeah. Scott's like, hey, why don't we use that uh, pole? I'm like, yeah, co- copy that. Awesome idea. So we start to stretch out. And I'm trying to get things organized for them. And their minds are, this is how this thing gets hooked up. And... I'd say I was half trusting that, and then half, like, I wasn't even thinking, and I should have been, yes, this is set as a lowering device, which is, and again, like, even Matt came came back, he says, we still could have ran it like that, yeah. um, just would have had to shift it on the outside a little bit, um, but we, we ended up taking our uh, maestro, and obviously out to, um, it was anchored off of the pole, anchored off the uh, crane truck. Um, got everything rigged up. And again, it's just that, that first couple seconds where, like, you got this big mess of rope and gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the guys are thinking, and I'm like, oh, okay, you have to do this. We actually had a couple issues with some of our pressics. Yeah. Um, had to jump, jump in, help out a bit there. But again, once everything was there, worked out flawlessly. It was good. And the good thing about doing those redirects so far away mm-hmm. was it kept the scene, kept that area clear. super clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we were still moving gear, and, and those five or six guys that were doing the hall, right. mm-hmm. they were gone. Like, they were out, out of the way because they were, you know, one, like, one guy. Some guys were, like, 30 feet away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so they asked, like, whereabouts do you want us? I'm like, actually, like, I couldn't really communicate with Dane, which is way out of the pole, yeah. but I could communicate with Andrew, was which was kind of a bit closer. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, hey, like, I want, you have eyes on me, yep. Um, and then the other guys were a little bit tighter in. But I just sat kind of right in the middle. Yeah. I was watching what was happening down at the base. And it was basically just all, all off of hands. And I'm like, yeah, I want you to signal me that okay, you can see what I'm doing. Yep. Okay, copy. Everybody good. And every time that we moved, it was just we weren't using it to, to raise. Yeah. But it was just that extra fail safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually ended up learning a, a little bit about it as well. So Matt's like, is our rope guru. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of walks by and he's like, huh. And you can see in his mind, he's like, it's going to work. And then leaves. But his mind is working like, this could be better. Yeah. Um, so once everything was done, he came up and had a quick chat with us. He's like, hey, awesome. This is great. But do you know how much tension is on this now? And we're like, I don't know, lots? He's like, yes, exactly. And we're like, hmm, I guess that's not good. And he's like, well, Cause it, it's not Yeah, this yeah, wasn't but, bad because he, he's like... You know, we weren't hanging a whole tractor off. We were, Correct. like, the tractor was on the ground. And, no, you know, and he's a rigging expert, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. going to take what he says. For yeah, us. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was, like, he said, you know, the rescue was great. He goes, afterwards, when we were lowering the tractor down later, he's like, yeah, we put a little bit more pressure on the ropes than we probably wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes, what we had it for during the rescue, he goes, that Spot was perfect. On. Because yeah. it was basically just a backup to the backup. Mm-hmm. It was backup to all that cribbing. And it took some weight. I mean, it, you know, I mean... Those things, I mean, it's a pretty heavy-duty system. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we bring six six guys up on it, but we probably bring 60 guys up on it. <laughs> For 60, sure. But... And, that's, and that's one thing that a lot of times we tend to forget about. Like, after a very complex rescue or lift, yeah. you know, like, 
we now need to demobilize. Yeah, yes. that was be, where it was that like, can be some of the yeah. most dangerous stuff. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. So you're doing everything in reverse now. Yeah. Well, that was as you were telling us about your guys' uh, scenario. Back to my mind is say, okay, so let's say that you have um, your truck now is up in the air. Let's say that you yeah. drug that that car out of there. Then now what do you do? Wait for the tow truck. So now you got this thing dangling from the you know, cradle. We, we talked about that, cradle. and that answer was it sits there until the tow truck arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it safe? Eh, safe. I'm not gonna crawl under it. So I probably yeah. wouldn't go. Yeah, get myself under there. <laughs> but technically, yeah, 100 percent is safe. It's, uh-huh. it's rigged. It's you got your V, your not V stress, your forty um, twos up, yeah. and your stress system in place. So that is designed. That stress system was in, was in place and designed so we could get under it and to build our box car for. Yeah, so here's the question: How did you demobilize that? Just exactly that. Just right in reverse. Right, right in reverse. Um, so we uh, started pulling some of the uh, the box cribbing up because right. uh, we built a secondary box crib on the other side of the frame of the truck. Right. We started pulling that out. Um, we took a little bit of tension off of um, uh, the V struts because it was resting on the airbags. Then we slowly came down, released a bit more tension, yeah. slowly came down, released a bit more tension yeah. until it was resting back and then popped Because your struts, off. correct me if I'm wrong, but there's there's no way to, to like, it's not like our maestro. Where it's you the ratchet. Like, yeah, it's going to be a ratchet, right? It's a, it's a single ping. Ching, ching, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's there's no smooth release. It's like gear, yeah. gear to no, gear. No, it was not smooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was safe, but because like we literally only lifted a few inches. So yeah, for sure. That's exactly all as, and yeah. the, the airbags are doing all the work at that point. Correct. So as soon as we took our cribbing out, air, lowered the airbags down until it was resting back on the vehicle. It would have been worse if you guys had to do it without sucking up that... Um, those, um, yeah, so then mm-hmm. so the, you you because went a lot farther. You decapture that um, suspension. So, so now that's lowering back down onto the car. Right. Mm-hmm. It's taking all that weight back down slowly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, that was a slow learning process. We all talked mm-hmm. about it. We got some points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tips, and away it went. Yeah, it was sweet actually. Like when when you shot us the text today, asking if you could borrow some of our rescue dummies. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, both of us right away like, yeah, I wouldn't mind checking out what they got going on down <laughs> there. Yeah. My wife's like, do you need two of you to go drive down and drop some rescue dummies off? I'm like, I kind of, I'm like, I kind of want to see what's going on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, even when you're only there for a couple quick, quick minutes, like we picked that up, it was super fast. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, you know what? That was really cool. Right. Just off of some photos that you shared the other day, and then uh, just you know, mm-hmm. seeing this here right. when we were down down at your hall today. Um, it, it just gets your mind working, yeah. even if it's just that, that quick little snapshot of something. And that little one that you guys saw was, was great. That was just a simple uh, patient was pinned under a sm- small car. So yep. we captured yep. the suspension, mm-hmm. and we're just using lift bags for lift. Uh, and then we also use our spreaders for lift for that one as well. Yep. Spreaders are your go-to. They're very fast for a small lift like mm-hmm. that. Um, but then uh, we, were, we, were, we switched up our cribbing for our back cribbing. Instead of our, your generic kind of box crib and, you know, add wedges, etc. We used our... Um, and the auto crib works great, uh, but we found you really need to pair it with a good wedge underneath the base of I it. I love that. Yeah. For that in between of that one inch lift. Right. Because mm-hmm. those teeth with the auto crib, as it goes up, it ratchets up one inch at a time. That's right. So you start lifting, as long as you're doing a, a full one inch and it, and it locks in place, great. But now you still need to take up that little bit of extra slack mm-hmm. with that wedge. Yeah, that was slick. So it, it worked out very well. You know, there was, uh, looking back at your guys' rescue, that 
that's quite a complex rescue. Like, look at everything you had in play. You had your IC. You're going to have a safety. You're going to have uh, two, essentially two cribbing teams. Was it two or more? Two. We ended up with two. Yeah, it's yeah, it two. Yeah, it was almost three because you had the, yeah, you had, you had the guys the, doing the more, you had the guys doing the, the um, tractor proper, and then you had the guys up top. Actually, no. Yeah, way. So, so three. almost three, yeah. almost yeah. so three cribbing. Uh, then you had your rope system in play for yeah. an anchor, mm-hmm. and then you had your extrication mm-hmm. lead, and then traffic yeah. highway. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of well, and even possibly medical too if we yeah, had if, to. Yeah, we had, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, and we're still yeah. assisting with a lot yeah. of that yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. think of all that, all the the different uh, levels in that response. There's yeah. a lot happening. Well, and then the, yeah, the gear shift when once once we let him out, it was like okay, he's out. And then it was like everything medical. Then it's like yeah. dumped all the medical stuff. So then yeah. we started we started grabbing mm-hmm. spine boards and climbs. I mean, a lot of that stuff was already pre-staged. In place, um, yeah, yeah. Because Matt would stick his head up. He's like, "Hey, in uh, five minutes, what I wanted to see is a uh, a clamshell down here or a backboard." Where I'm like, "Cool, we can get that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sorry yeah, Matt was aces, man. Like, yeah. and that's Matt's brain. Yeah, and that guy's it, got no like. That guy is like. His heart rate like goes up like one beat. Yeah, it's like this is insanity. <laughs> this is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> with our yeah, well, awesome. with our setup too, we had to hold it there for ten or so minutes because yeah. police yeah, had to be insane. had to clear it too. So we had That's to right. wait until they mm-hmm. cleared it yeah, for us yeah. to be able to. Yeah. Which is good because yeah. like I was telling guys after you know we so slowed the patient. And then guys start looking at, okay, how are we going to de- demo over this thing? I'm like, everybody just, just open your jackets, take your helmets off, take a breather. Because yeah. we've been jacked. There's like no rush. Everyone's freaking sweating. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating like crazy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then so everyone's like, just like, everybody relax for a minute. We're yeah. good. Everything's Absolutely. held. Guy's yeah. gone. The guy's away. He's doing yep. it. Like, the paramedics are dealing with that. Mm-hmm. It was really good to see. Like, we were hands on with the patient. I'd say almost to the back of the car. Yeah. So we had guys that were that were right there. Um, very much helpful. Uh, got a lot of thank yous from the uh, EHS team, which, which, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, because I transitioned from stretcher helping to well, in the head back, stabilization back the in yeah. the back of the ambulance mm-hmm. for the little ride down the orchard to the right. helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still like like classic orchard though. So we're out there doing all of this. Like there's like this guy's man. This this guy's like. In a bad way. We've got shit everywhere. In comes a guy on his rag on lawnmower. And he's like, I just want to get around here and wrap up the last couple rows. And we're like, get out of here. <laughs> he's like, I just got to make a couple more turns. We're like, there's a tractor in the way with a guy. And he's like, ah. I didn't know that happened. So he sat there the entire time. He's waiting. He's mad. Like, mm. I'm not going to get this row done by nightfall. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. every other orchard or farm owner. Is that my tractor? Is that my guy? You know, right. wandering into the scene, so it's like mm-hmm. pushing them back. Exactly. Well, then at one point, I the, the the helicopter when it started up was like, and then I heard this boom. I was like, and then I was like, ah, oh, it's because there was bird scares going off. Oh, <laughs> so I thought oh, the yeah. helicopter blew like freaking gasket or something. I'm like, yeah. what just happened over there now? I'm like, oh right, the bird scare. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, you start to get the boom. Yeah. And, I, okay. and okay. probably we hadn't we heard it earlier because we were getting that little bit of auditory exclusion from yeah, dealing with the scene. Right? And then yeah. now everything's calming down and you, mm-hmm. now you start hearing sounds again. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that was going off the entire time. Yeah, it's no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy how you just get super hyper-focused on what's happening like around you. That even when you're trying to get the big picture, you don't even 
get phased over. Well, I realized realize at one de- point desensitized yeah. to it in our area. Period. Yeah. But so you get auditory exclusion on some things, but then other things you get hyper auditory because I could hear uh, uh, you guys had you guys needed the uh, spreaders, but the um, um, the generator not the generator yeah the generator wasn't on for the spreaders yeah the tr- it was ready to go but no the button hadn't been hit because mm-hmm. we hadn't been using it yet and it's super loud and just, yeah because you've got your electric generator yeah so just yeah. out of like. I heard somebody down on the that bank. Was me. Some someone said, "Hey, the generator needs to get turned on." And I did spare it. Like I, I don't even know how I heard it. And I was just like, I just pop. I just ran back. Whoop. Yeah, and I seen you walking yeah. back, and I was yeah. Scott, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, hand up thumbs in the air. up, yeah, got it. And I just like I heard you guys in almost like in a conversation that the generator yeah. needs to be turned on. And I was like, yeah. but we're like forty feet away. Yeah, with <laughs> so a like, lot of weird. weird parts happening there, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That was a great call. Yeah, it sounds like one hell of a call. It sounds like yeah. you guys did an awesome job with it all. Like I said, a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. That tractor has a lot of moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I think hopefully the patient's doing doing well. He was very, very responsive. He had a lot of moving parts in the end. Oh, man. You know, I don't want to say, like, you know, we got desensitized. But when I got on scene, you, you see what's happening. And, like, I got the view from the from the high side. And we start to get things going. And I see guys on the bottom side working. And I can see portions of the body on the uphill side of the tractor. And I'm like, ugh. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look good. So I, like, truck myself around the other side. Like, now it's just to kind of wrap my head around what we're about to be trying to support. Right. I didn't want to get involved, but just a quick, like, okay, this is what we have. Like, what does the cribbing look like? And then poke, poke back up. And I'm looking at this appendage on my side when I come around the other side and this guy's like like totally conscious I'm like wow you are not dead Jesus okay this is a thing right because you see like a wreck like this and you you kind of start you know thinking the worst and you see the way that they're contorted Mm. you're like hmm this is probably not going to be a I mean you still have to get him out but this guy was fully awake at that point he was in in and out of consciousness for a while Um, but it's it's good to keep your brain not there. Yeah, and you know, going forward to to the extrication, like you need to start prepping for medically wise. Or as soon as we're ready to free him, mm-hmm. like we're talking crush injuries now, yeah, right? Crush injuries, so yeah, tourniquets possible. Yeah, as we release, mm-hmm. what's well, going to happen? What's going to yeah. happen, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, you're looking at uh, maybe tourniquet applications yeah. for prolonged crush injuries. Uh, you're looking at other sort of major internal hemorrhages. Yeah, or, um, well, you know, Brian, could, yeah, Brian was down. Sorry, he was uh, doing. Uh, he was basically checking where these gear shifters were, like if yeah. they were actually impaled, 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 impaled yeah. or yeah. if they were just. It's like no, this is just like heavily pressed against them, yeah. mm-hmm. which they, is yeah. super key. Because yeah. if the, you miss something in that, as soon as you start extricating, oh shit! Now we've got no, a massive <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think I saw any blood running anywhere because obviously we cut the shirt off, pants off. Oh, you look pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think I saw any blood or any impalement of any. I don't think there was any laceration. Well, I wasn't or... sure at one point in time, so I was peeking over over the top again because that's kind of like once we were set up, that was my view was from like right at the bank over the edge. And I'm starting to see a pool of something. And I'm like, <laughs> is this guy is this guy leaking out, or is this uh, thing leaking uh, out? Uh, and it turned out to be diesel everywhere. So yeah. and it was coming out pretty heavy. And like oh, yeah. diesel's so, not crazy flammable, yeah. like by a spark or us working. Like yeah, it, yeah. it would need to have yeah, so a I, flame. Yeah. At one point, it. I'm like, I just I'm like, hey, just send me down a a, a water can because mm-hmm. I'm like, 
it's diesel, but I'm like, yeah, we should yeah. still need some fire protection there. Well, and we're <laughs> on a lot of the older tractors, where the fuel cap or on top of the hood. Yeah, and I know my older tractors, mm. the fuel caps aren't the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of like there. It's to keep a bird out. No, exactly. Like, they're, like, <laughs> like a few of the guys have diesel on their gear now, and they're, they, they're, yeah. they're actually the washing machine's running right now. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. but like back to the medical side, like, so now we're, we're prepping, okay, we're going to have everything ready to come out. But you also need to start thinking about, okay, well, sure, he's conscious and stuff, but what's going to be next? Maybe I should be having the AED here. You know, maybe I should be having this, this clo- close by because, you know, as we release these crush injuries, all sorts of sh- bad shit could happen, right? Mm-hmm. You could go into cardiac arrest, you yeah. go into hemorrhagic shock. Like, there's, there's so many things. It worked out yeah. perfectly because as, as, uh, as soon as we pulled them out, the air ambulance had landed. <laughs> I'm like, ah, the Navy SEAL guys are here. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty sweet, sweet timing when that, that, that all kind of unfolded. So we had... The one car was parked up top, the one ambulance, and they were starting to pilfer gear out of that. Mm-hmm. And then the second car got on scene, and they actually ended up going through the orchard and backing up like as close as you can, ten nice. feet yeah. away from the wreck. That's um, good thinking on them. So they were right there, backed up like it was money, mm-hmm. um, and then whatever, like five hundred feet yeah. down mm-hmm. the orchard row was the big opening, and that's where the helicopter landed so it was a straight shot ahead they got him out of the back there so grabbing anything and we just got off the back of some um familiarization yeah. with uh, the local crew here uh so it was hey go grab the spine board back cabinet on the left boom and our guys go over there grabbed it open down hey let's uh, i get a clam yeah grab it boom down mm-hmm. and like knowing where it is we kept the medics were doing their, you know, medic thing, and we were then that. It definitely sounds like there's a ton of awesome teamwork and communication between the EHS and you guys with, Absolutely. with all that. And mm-hmm. got to give it to the medics, too. It sounds like they're pretty dialed, too. Like, they, they had early IV access while he was still entrapped, right? Because mm-hmm. that's huge, because as we, you really want to secure that, because as we release, like said, a crush injury, mm-hmm. now what, right? So we're going to need to give fluids. We need that access for mm-hmm. other Things we may be giving, maybe giving some transoxemic acid, things like that for stuff. So, yeah. Medical stuff. Yeah. Medical, medical stuff. words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, halfway through, and again, like, in a scene like that, I'm not really looking at faces, right? Like, our guys, but there's all these other people that are, like, cluttering up the scene. And, like, a couple times we had to get people to move, move back. And I had a few of our guys just kind of standing there waiting for a job. And I looked down and I'm like, hey, can someone go and, like, hold the bag like they had a line ran and they're you know holding the bag or whatever and i'm like you know let's let's get that lady out of there and they're mm-hmm. like hey no that's so and so who we know she's a nurse and like just happened to be driving by I'm like okay like still probably shouldn't be in the scene but uh man that was kind of halfway through i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> and then like oh that's so and so i'm like Ah, yes, it is. Well, it was also at one point we needed to grab a uh, translator. A translator because mm-hmm. the guy wasn't um, mm-hmm. an English-speaking person, so we had mm-hmm. to like, we're like, you speak his language? Yeah, get down here. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kept yeah, all, all these little things that you need to think about, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was like a relation. Nope. He's uh, like, I don't know who that guy is. We're like, you know this guy? He's like, nope. I'm like, can you speak to him? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. 
motors. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, what? Hey, uh, well, maybe when we get to the motor. I guess this is a motor. Is this a motor sure. time? Yeah, I think uh, let's uh, jump into our wrap up here. And I think we learn. I mean, maybe they already had that down, but Todd's gonna yeah, I'm not sure what they have on their list of the 101 things that the, uh, the Snagger mm-hmm. tool does. But uh, we were doing our glass management, so we had a uh, an older vehicle with the uh, uh, the crank window. The window was was cranked uh, majority of the way down into the door. So glass management, right? If we can capture that glass in that door, great. Let's glass to deal with. Mm-hmm. So when you got let's say have inch two inches of of um, a side window sticking up out of your door, easiest way is just to put the device onto it and twist it and snap it, right? And it all shatters in. So grab my uh, snagger huh. and right... Let's call this a snake mouth? The sna- snake it's mouth? It's like a snake. Yeah. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so the little uh, the open tab on the snagger right the snake under... Snake mouth? <laughs> <laughs> under the windshield um, tip. Mm. It stuck fit perfectly over the window and twist it, snap, boom, down, what? Trademark. Snagger, snake mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of a different name, but you know, I don't know. We'll yeah, talk it, about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it so works. Maybe not trademark yeah, that. Maybe maybe not yeah. trademark that. <laughs> it worked fantastic, and I believe that's just that's to help bite for your coupler, right? As you're tightening your coupler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. yeah. Okay. But, but it worked fantastic. It fit right over that uh, the edge of the window. Slight twist. Yeah, shattered that uh, that side window. Yeah, we didn't get any opportunities to try snagger tight. No, no. I don't think I'd want no. to put it in the rope system. Yeah. <laughs> it's <not a> tractor. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So anything else about Modus we want to say? Oh, yeah. They got some yeah. things. And... Yeah, we got lots to say about Modus. So mm-hmm. we've got our, um, of course, our snagger tool. We've got our mini spanners. We have our wedges. We have your pocket organizer. You've got other soft entry tools. The Lloyd to- tool. Oh, the guy seemed to, uh, you said your one of your instructors seemed to really like the pocket organizer? Yeah, so he was asking us, you know, what kind of kit you carry in your pockets, you know, for we yeah. always have a ton of junk and window punches and things like yeah. that. Um, so I showed him my pocket organizer with it, and he's like, yeah, it's fucking great, right? Like, it's holds a lot of stuff, because I had different different sizes of wedges. I've, I've got mm-hmm. both styles of wedges from Modus. And, um, yeah. We were, we, he really liked it because, like I said, we, we, it's so handy. You just pull it out of your pocket, boom, you got a good little variety of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, they also make uh, uh, some gear bags, some smaller little bags, uh, kit bags, uh, which we've also kind of doubled for a little IFAX. We've made mm-hmm. our own. Um, so you've got your truck kit, um, you've got um, uh, your shove knives, and your uh, hydrant wrench. Butter trimmer? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ash is making hand motions and look like a butter churning device. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hose straps. <laughs> We're coming up with the high-rise hose strap as well, yeah, and then right. hopefully soon we'll see um, their radio harness, some yeah. radio straps, seatbelt yeah. cutters. So that's the one thing. Uh, oh, you never got I was, that. No, I was using my old seatbelt cutter, but I want I want to get one of their, their yeah. new ones because mm-hmm. I think the cat's ass. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, and it'll fit in my pocket. We have one. So mm-hmm. nice. Well, yeah, it looks like one. just a regular spanner, but it's got a blade. Oh, we have one yeah, in the. So yeah, I think it's in the tool belt. It's in the belt of destiny. There, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, so Modus. Modus. Organizer. Yeah, Yeah, so check them out, Modus. uh, If you want a discount code, uh, DTFF5. We'll give Mm -hmm. you 5% off any order. Yeah. Um, Going to a chat about uh, Stop the Bleed, Scott. Yeah, Stop the Bleed. um, Three methods of controlling bleeding is um, direct pressure, Mm -hmm. wound packing, and tourniquet application. Yeah. Or in the case of a crush injury, you can also apply tourniquet. Yeah, absolutely. Something to consider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you want to become an instructor or want to take a course, stopthebleed.org. 
Actually, I should look that up. Uh, they haven't changed it. It's still a lot of work, isn't it? I believe it still is. I haven't uh, gone to their website. I haven't been on there in a while. So. To. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check out some options on how to teach it, you can come on to our, uh, our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And we, Todd and I go through the whole course, how we would normally teach it, showed some videos. Um, the other great thing about Stop the Bleed is you can literally do... Um, you can kind of add and take away. You can't really say take away. You can add um, things to it to make it uh, fit in with who you're teaching. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if you want some gear, Rock. where do we get that from? <laughs> uh, you could go to Rescue Essentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have lots of different gear, medical gear, uh, medical bags, uh, IFAX. They have kitted out rescue bags mm-hmm. with all of your medical stuff. Lots of training tools. Lots of changes. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, the bleed stuff, the wound packing devices, all that uh, stuff, uh, true clot, uh, quick clot, all that stuff. Yeah, sea locks. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. And if you're a country music fan. Tara Olson. Uh, country music out of the West Coast of Canada. Got some live shows. And mm-hmm. check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or Facebook. That's right. Or some other stuff. I'll have you know. So we had a uh, fire hall camp out this past weekend. And uh, Scott was generous enough to bring out a Bluetooth speaker. He's running off his phone. And there was a surprising amount of country slash western that was coming from this speaker. Four songs. <laughs> that is a surprising Come amount. On. Six hours of music, four songs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a surprising more amount than normal. That's right. Now, if you're wearing your cowboy boots, hey. Uh, I don't have cowboy boots. That's what I'm saying. Have you yeah, given them back in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he might not have got them back yet. Yeah, he hasn't got them back. He's yet. crazy busy, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, still not quite there yet. <laughs> no, I. So I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know any. Like, do you consider Johnny Cash on the countryside? Because I had some Johnny Cash on there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, see, I, like I like Johnny Cash. I like mm-hmm. Marty Robbins. That's yeah. like old old school. I can't get I can't get on board with the new stuff. Well, we <laughs> got some new stuff on there. Well, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can't get more too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I like the gunfighter stuff, but I, I can't like. <laughs> The guy dancing with his girlfriend, going to a bar, riding a cow, or whatever he's doing. Riding a cow? Anyways. Riding a cow? Oh, yeah, right. Anyway. Tanner Olson, man. Last we have us. Um, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all of your streaming platforms here for our podcast. Obviously, you've found us this far, so... Uh, please give us a like, subscribe, share, rating on whatever you view us on. Um, helps us out, gets us out in front of more people, and allows us to continue doing what we do. Um, whatever yeah, this. whatever this is, we keep doing it. Uh, yeah, any more for any more, gents? I'm good. No, thank you. Good night. Oh, good night. Mm-hmm. Good night. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe, stay DTFF. Bye.